Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins opened up their 1997 championship weekend reunion with their first of three against the visiting and good ball club, Milwaukee Brewers, who checked into the ballgame 20-12. and 12. The Marlins off a win in Arizona on Wednesday, checked in with 14 wins and 17 losses. It was an unbelievable matchup on the mound that featured Pablo Lopez and Corbin Burns. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Guffner. Another disappointing loss for the Marlins tonight. They return home to start a nine-game homestand, and they drop a 2-1 ball game to the Milwaukee Brewers. We thought going in it would be a terrific pitcher's duel, and certainly the starters, Pablo Lopez and Corbin Burns, did not disappoint in this one. Both were terrific. Both worked seven innings, allowing just one run. This one came down to the bullpens, and in the eighth and ninth innings, the Brewers have the edge, and they have the edge over just about everybody in Major League Baseball in the eighth and ninth innings these days, and in recent years. That was, at the end of the day, the story here tonight as Milwaukee pushes across a run in the ninth to win this one 2-1. to one. Now, it didn't get off to a good start for Pablo Lopez. Pablo, who came in leading the majors with a 1.00 ERA into this, his seventh start, wasn't even completely settled in when leading off the first inning, he went after Colton Wong. 0-1 to Wong is blasted to right field. Garcia's going back. It's over his head, and it is out of here. It's a first inning leadoff home run for Colton Wong. It's the fourth first inning leadoff homer of the season for the Brewers, and it's one nothing Milwaukee. But that would be just about it against Pablo all night for the Brewers. It would certainly be the only run he would give up in this game. He'd go on to retire 21 of the next 24 batters he faced in this game including 16 of the last 17. With two outs in that first inning, Luis Arias reached on a throwing error by the third baseman, Brian Anderson. The only other runners against Lopez tonight, Lorenzo Cain with a two-out double in the second inning. Then nobody got on until Hunter Renfro's single with two outs in the seventh. It had been 15 straight set down. So just the three hits over seven splendid innings by Lopez. One run, didn't walk anybody. And he piled up 11 strikeouts, nuker high in this ball game. Now the Marlins got back into this game against Corbin Burns. Burns won the Cy Young last year, a lot of consecutive two-out singles in the first, but no runs. A lot of one-out hit, then got a double play in the second inning. But in the third, pitching with a one-nothing lead, he had two outs, nobody on, going after his former Brewers teammate Jesus Aguilar. On one-two, Aguilar slams one deep left center, way back Yelich. He's at the wall. Goodbye, Jesus Aguilar. His fourth of the season to tie the game at one. 
Oh, the Marlins have managed only one more base runner against Burns after that Aguilar home run. He would give up a two-out hit to Jacob Stallings in the fifth inning, but that would be it. He would face the minimum the rest of the way through seven, retiring the last six in a row, and 12 of the final 13 he faced. And this game stayed 1-1. Top of the seventh, Pablo Lopez nearing the end of his night. He had struck out nine to match career high through six, leading off the seventh. Luis Arias, a ground ball to third for out number one. Then Pablo looking for a personal best facing Rowdy Telez. On one, two, Telez, a swing and a miss. Ten strikeouts, a new career high for Pablo Lopez. He gets Telez swinging at a changeup. Then a base hit by Hunter Renfro. So in a 1-1 game, the Brewers had to go ahead and man it first with two outs for Jace Peterson. Lopez, the 0-2. Peterson, swing and a miss. He tripled up on the changeup. He strikes out number 11, extending his career best. It's the second biggest strikeout game by Marlin this year. Remember, we saw Jesus Luzardo strike out 12 Angels in his season debut. And Pablo likely done for the day after 11 strikeouts and seven spectacular innings tonight against the Brewers. It was the second biggest strikeout game by Marlin this year. And in striking out 11 with no walks tonight, Pablo becomes the 11th pitcher in Marlin's history with that many strikeouts and no walks in a game. The last to do it was Jesus Luzardo, October 2nd of last year against the Phillies. Struck out 11, didn't walk anybody. The biggest strikeout game in Marlins history without a walk is 14. Jose Fernandez did it twice, once in 2014 against the Braves in Atlanta, once in 2016 against the Mets at Lone Depot Park, and then Dan Straley did it in San Diego against the Padres in 2017. Tonight, 11 Ks, no walks, over seven dazzling innings for Pablo Lopez. So this game went to the bullpens in the eighth, tied at one. Steven Okert allowed a one-out hit to Victor Caratini, but that was all in the top of the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth, Devin Williams struck out a pair, setting the Marlins down one, two, three. So 1-1 was the score as we proceeded to the ninth. Tanner Scott, the lefty, started the ninth with a lefty, a righty, and a lefty do. He allowed a leadoff single to Christian Yelich. He then hit Luis Urias with a pitch. It was the first walk or hit batsman allowed by either side in this game. First and second, nobody out. Pinch hitting for Rowdy Telez. The righty hitter, Tyrone Taylor, sent a drive toward the wall in right field. The runners had to hold up, thinking there was a chance Brian De La Cruz in right field might catch the ball. It banged off the wall, but because they had to hold initially, Yelich only went second to third. Rios only went first to second. It was a long single for Tyrone Taylor, and the bases were loaded with nobody out. Tie game, ninth inning. At that point, having faced three, Scott was pulled from the game. Anthony Bender came on because... He's a strikeout pitcher. Marlins needed strikeouts. And, well, they got one of Hunter Renfro on three pitches, three straight fastballs. Bender struck out Renfro for the first out. But then he fell behind three balls, no strikes. Jace Peterson. We have not seen a walk in this game. The 3-0 we have now. Ball 4-2-1 Brewers in the ninth. First walk by any pitcher on either side in this game. And the Brewers had the lead. Bender came back to strike out Lorenzo Cain. He got... Victor Caratini to bounce to Aguilar at first base, but the damage was done. A run on two hits, a hit by pitch, and a walk. And the Brewers handed a 2-1 lead to their lights-out closer, Josh Hader, in the ninth. Marlins had three power bats coming up top of the order, but Jazz Chisholm on the first pitch grounded to short. 
Jesus Aguilar bounced a comebacker to the mound. He was out one to three. So the Marlins were down to their final chance, ninth inning. Two outs, nobody on down to run. Jorge Soler. Haters 0-2, and it's in the air to right down the line, not particularly deep. Renfro over into foul ground, and just before the sidewall, makes the catch to end the ball game. So Hater does it again as the Brewers snap a 1-1 tie in the top of the ninth inning and hold on for the 2-1 series opening victory for the Marlins. Another one-run loss and another game in which they waste a brilliant start. Marlins had one base runner after Aguilar's two-out home run tied the game at 1-1 in the third. They had one base runner the rest of the night. Jacob Stallings single with two outs in the fifth inning, and when Jazz Chisholm fell behind in the count, one and two against Patrick uh, against Corbin Burns, the other Corbin, Corbin Burns, not Patrick Corbin, the Marlins decided to start Stallings and see if maybe they could get a throw into center field or something crazy might happen, but he was caught stealing, and that was the only base runner after the Aguilar home run in the third. Brewers win it 2-1. to one. For Milwaukee, two runs, six hits, no errors, seven left. For the Marlins, one run, five hits, one error. They leave two in this ballgame. The winning pitcher, Devin Williams, out of the bullpen from Milwaukee. He's 2-0. The losing pitcher from Miami, Tanner Scott. He's 0-1. The save to Josh Hader, his 13th in as many tries. Time of the ballgame is 2 hours, 53 minutes. The Brewers with the win improved to 21-12. They stay atop the National League Central. They're now 11-8 on the road. Milwaukee had lost 4-5 coming in. Meanwhile, the Marlins dropped a 14-18 with this setback. Now 6-8 at Lone Depot Park. They have lost 10 of their last 12. Eight of those 10 losses by one run. Miami now 5-11 in one-run games. The most one-run losses in the majors. They're tied with Toronto now for the most one-run games played in Major League Baseball. And the frustration continues for the Marlins, who just can't quite get over the hump in these tight ball games. Marlins pitchers struck out 14 tonight, matching the second biggest strikeout game of the season. As you know, the Marlins and Auto Nation again working together this year to try to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Think Initiative. Tonight, 14 Ks, that's $350 to Auto Nation's Drive Think Initiative. Our season total now 286 Ks, meaning $7,150 already headed to that very good, very important cause, Alder Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Compliments of the Marlins pitching. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Tough loss for the Marlins. They fall 2-1. to one. Before we hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly and Pablo Lopez, let's take a quick commercial break. 
Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after his ball club's 2-1 loss in Game 1 last night. Johnny, to lose this one after such a great start from Pablo Lopez, does it kind of feel like it's that one was almost given away, almost like a wasted start? I don't know about that. Our guy was pretty good too. So um, I think we mentioned it before the game, kind of good pitching stops hitting. And uh, their guy was good. Pablo was really good. I thought we actually had some pretty good at-bats. Soli hit a couple balls right on the nose. Um, you know, guys like that are tough to square up. And um, so I thought we were, we were pretty good early. Um, those guys just get better and better, but Pablo was kind of the same. What makes Burns so good? Well, the variety of pitches. You know, he throws the ball where he wants. For the most part, he doesn't give in. He got that cutter away. He'll use the slider away. When he you start thinking about it, he'll two-seam me in. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons. Uh, then he drops a curveball on you every once in a while. So good stuff. Locates. Doesn't really give you anything. Doesn't really walk people. You know, he's going to make you earn everything. Uh, yeah. Probably just as good on the other side. Career high, 11 strikeouts, nine of those on the changeup. Do you think this is the best that you've seen his changeup move, ton of movement tonight? Well, it's the right club over there. They're a good fastball hitting club. You got to slow them down. Um, you know, they're again. Pablo was really good tonight. I thought. Um, you know, one kind of clipsy murder looked like probably on a cutter. Uh, didn't stuff it in there enough, and then you know, kind of went to the change, start setting it up. Then you see later on in the game, the fastball started to play more because of just basically having to almost look for that change a lot. So, uh, yeah, Pablo's really good tonight. Burns, obviously, the writing Cy Young winner, but you see Pablo just the start he's had this year and just, you know, go head to head with him like that. Yeah, I mean, I know when they, when these guys pitch against each other, when guys like that pitch against each other, you always kind of put one against the other. It's usually your team against, you know, the, your guy against their team uh, and their guy against your team. Um, but, I think when you you know you're pitching against a guy like that, you know you're not going to just be able to go out there and give up three or four runs uh, and think your club's going to be in the game. You got to be good, and uh, you know Pablo was up to the task tonight. Uh, what did you see in the ninth from Tanner and Bender, and then even with all the to only give up one, being the spot there? Yeah, Tanner obviously Yelly gets the hit to start it, and and has Arias a couple of strikes on him and just clips him with that slider. Um, yeah, and then Taylor. You know, they pinch hit there, so we know we had to stay. But Taylor looks like he got a slider also that he ends up hitting into, into right. Taylor did a nice job of getting it in, and, and Ben really gives himself a chance to get out as soon as he gets the punch out on a, on a – I can't remember his name right now, but uh, – On the first part of Renfro? Yeah, from Renfro, yeah. Once, once he punches Renfro, he has a chance to get out of that inning, and we walk, we walk Jace. Uh, you know, then he does a nice job to actually get out of that. Speaking of the uh, update on obviously Garcia getting taken out, yeah, he somewhere in there. I, I don't know exactly what he's with that. Was that six, fifth, six, something like that? Uh, he, something happened with the stomach. He was throwing up down below, and we he tried to go back out, but it was like I, you know, Dela's Dela's capable. There's no reason to push him out on the field when you have Dela. Uh, Don, did you see any difference uh, today with the roof open, especially with the two fly balls that? Uh, Solari got in the first goal of that. Say, say uh, you're, are you asking me if the ball's traveling? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. We, it's hard to tell here. I mean, you just don't know which way the wind's blowing. You don't play with it open enough to really know. 
I do know that it's it's beautiful. You know, it feels more like a as much like a ballpark when you get that thing open. It's just a it's a great atmosphere. Um, does it travel more? Does you know? Is it traveling to left and you know in on Aggie's ball? Uh, I thought Soli crushed his ball into right center. I thought it was gone for sure. Uh, I feel like that maybe that wind's coming across and blowing back out the other way. I, I don't know, but I definitely thought Soli's had that first one he hits into right center is gone, and the second one now almost has a chance. But I knew he didn't hit that one quite as good. That was Don Mattingly after the Marlins' 2-1 loss last night. Before we wrap up, let's hear from Pablo Lopez, who struck out a career-high 11 Milwaukee Brewers. That was a career-high for Lopez. Pablo, obviously not the result that you wanted at the end of the day, but a career-high 11 strikeouts. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you personally to hit that milestone? Oh, it means a lot. Obviously, I was stuck at 9 for for a really long time. So in the moment, I wasn't thinking about it after. I thought it was a really cool moment, and... You know, I think Jacob just, like, as like always, did an amazing job at mixing, uh, changing eye levels, changing speeds. And I think as the game work went on and on, we were able to just like get better at mixing and, you know, make them um, moving the ball around. And so I think a lot of it had to do with Jacob realizing how the game was developing. And now nine of those strikeouts all on the changeup. Is this like the best movement that you've felt that you've had on that pitch so far this season? Uh, I feel really good with my changeup. I'm between this star and my last star. I try to work on making sure that the feel of the changeup is always there. Sometimes I run into changeups that are running rather than, you know, like sinking or fading. So I think the focus today was making sure that the change was always with that drop, with that fading action. So I think just making sure that the delivery stay the same. I stay within myself with the rhythm, the tempo, the break of my hands alongside my legs. Uh, just being able to do that consist- consistently allowed me to be on time and the hand on top to making sure that the action that we seek for was there. In a pitcher's duel like this, are you aware of what the other guy's doing? Are you trying to go toe-to-toe with him? Are you just so focused on yourself that you're not really kind of paying attention to the other side? No, it's one of those things that obviously we were facing. The guy that won the Cy Young last year, we all know who he is. We all know how he pitches, how he competes. So it's one of those things that you do want to match that. But at the same time, it's one of those things that the moment we got a run on the board, I'm like, I I know it might be one of the few we might get in, and I like this when we're facing a Zion winner, so I think that just motivates me to go out there and make my pitches. So it's one of those things that, you know, you're going against the number one guy, number one guy in the National League last year, so you want to make sure that you keep the club within, like, distance to score a game. Pablo Lopez after the Marlins' defeat against the Brewers in Game 1 of this three-game weekend series last night. This series continues at 6-10 tonight when Eric Lauer goes opposite of Trevor Rogers, so a pair of southpaws on the mound. It's a 6-10 first pitch. We're on the air at 540 with Marlins on deck, and as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.